everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is episode 93. It's also season 2, episode 43. Tonight, there's an extra person in the booth. I am Craig. I am Brett. And I am the Night King. Wow. Wow. We are honored to have the Night King here. I thought he was dead. What, are you going to say I'm dead? I've been dead. That's true. Well, the only other guest we've had in the the booth that wasn't really here was Blake Bortles, and he's essentially dead. But the cat is here. The cat's here. The cat's always here. No, Sage is here. Hi. Thanks for coming, Cinch. Thank you for letting me be here. So, Thank you. We, well, we have a lot to talk about, which is why we need you here. But first, I have a bag here with some goodies in it. You do? I do. And we have a choice to make. Okay. Do we want... I have two beers, both by Toppling Goliath, which I don't believe we've reviewed before. We have not. Okay. Two beers. I'm going to let our guest choose which one he wants first based solely on name. One is called Fire Skulls and Money, and the other is called King Sue. I'll go with the first one. Fire Skulls and Money's coming out of the bag. Craig, tell it us is. what's going on while I fetch the beer. Uh, Britt is fetching the beer. Also, we have to do our number of uh, Super Bowl, or not Super Bowl, um, Hall of Fame number. Yes, uh, 93. Think, 93. And I don't think anyone is 43 at all. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, grab oh, that. that. I just can't reach yeah. that far across the studio. <laughs> A little more, a little more. Oh, he got it. He got it. And I don't have the ability to throw them like the guy who used to work with Stone Cold Steve Austin could. That guy was awesome. Seriously, he seriously was amazing. Seriously, that was a that was a well, finely tuned machine. We'll have to post that because if you've never seen, if you remember Stone Cold wrestling, and when he, Bush, and he called for a beer, beers, no matter where the guy was, the beer flew out of nowhere and, and he within caught it. within a foot or two of Stone Cold's head. Always. Always. Always within a foot or two of his head. Like, he may, may have to take a half a step back or reach up, but that was it. All right, so let me read the description on this guy. This is Fire Skulls and Money by Toppling Goliath. Uh, it's inspired by a trip to the West Coast designed to capture the wild spirit of adventure and brewed to be enjoyed with friends. This rich IPA is for those with wanderlust in their hearts and fire in their eyes. Join our Citra, Mosaic, Galaxy, and Nelson Hops on a journey to the bottom of your glass. Uh, Toppling Goliath is out of Decorah, Iowa. Um, Iowa. Very, very high rated on Untapped and thousands of ratings. So it's not like five guys got together and gave it all 5.0s and decided to jump up the rating. So give it a try. I want to hear what you guys think of it. I've got good news. Yeah. Mine says if you're a woman and you're pregnant, you shouldn't drink this. That's that's good advice too. I'm all set. That's good. Good. That is really good advice. Singe is is taking a swig. Yeah, let's see what he thinks. He's thinking. He's considering. I could taste the skulls. I, <laughs> Is that I, a good I, thing? <laughs> fire skulls and money. I, I could taste them. All three of them? It's very hot. Well, on the, nose. the money is stuffed into the skulls and they lit it on fire. So is it? Is it sweet? Is it all over your shirt, Craig? <laughs> Did you spill it? Did you spill it? You haven't even started drinking. You can't be spilling on yourself yet. It's all right. By the time he's done with the it's second one, he won't be spilling any. It's all good. I, I get a little bit of juiciness from it, but I get a lot of just hoppy flavor. Yes. It's very strong hoppy. It's it's nose is hoppier than the taste. Yes. But it's not super smooth. It's very dry on the back it's end. It's dry on the back end, but it is juicy up front. Like my tongue is like sandpaper right now. Yes. But it's a hoppier IPA, It's but it's not bad. I like it a great deal. I'd it's drink good. it. There it is. And he is drinking it. 
What now? You're the expert when it comes to flavor profiles, Craig. Okay. If you you're the guy who you know I drink and I'm like, oh, it's fruity. Cinch is like, oh, I like this. And you're like, I'm getting southeastern pineapple. So grab your shirt and suck in a little bit and tell us what it tastes. <laughs> yeah, like. lick your shirt. What's on there? That's probably um, not a good thing to say. No. Hmm. I mean, because I'm getting a little fruitiness, but I can't place it. It's pineapple-y, maybe citrus. It's, it's definitely citrus. Like- Somewhere between pineapple and guava. Which could just be the citra hops. Which it more than likely is. Yeah. So no, we don't have a glass, so we don't know uh, you know how dark or hazy it is. Yeah, I got but lazy. It it's clear. It wow. It's beer colored. There you go. So yeah, so I I didn't not grab glasses, so. Alright. On, because there's too much to talk about. There is. Burning hot take questions. Alright. Cinch, our guest. Toss out the first one because particularly because you told me you couldn't think of one, so Putting you on the spot. Okay, so dead air is okay then. Nope, I'll give you three seconds and I'll go to Craig. <laughs> burning hot take question. Anything that's burning on your mind. See, that's the beautiful thing about burning hot take questions. They don't have to be football. Okay, so, well, it's football because that's what's on my mind. That's so. great. Okay. Usually it is for us too, so. Being a Patriot fan. Yeah. I apologize. Being a Patriot fan. Gronkowski retired. Yep. Right. They did not draft the tight end. Yeah. No. There's been talk that Benjamin Watson's going to come out of retirement. He just retired after last season. Okay. He's been in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Has anyone noticed when he's been playing? Because they're talking locally in Massachusetts that, oh, he's going to come back and they'll be okay. Uh, to me, I thought he retired years ago. So, no, so I, is your question, what do we do with Ben Watson? Or what the hell are the Patriots going to do in general? Well, I guess my question, that was my statement, and I guess my question is, Belichick's kind of been ahead of the game a little bit. Particularly in the tight end category, always. So it looks like they're just worried about having blocking tight ends and that's it. Okay. Even though we have these tight ends coming out of the draft everyone's high on, is it possible that we're veering away from the tight end, the receiving tight end, more than blocking? Uh I'll let you go first on this. I want to ponder this for a moment. It depends on the quarterback and their system. Because there's some teams that barely use a tight end. And then there's, you know, like Brady always went, like, you knew he was going to throw to Gronk. And when he threw to Gronk, it wasn't dump-off passes. It was designed, sometimes even downfield stuff. I mean, that big catch that Gronk made in the Super Bowl, that was 20 yards downfield. Plus, I wish he would have gotten in the end zone because I think that was his last catch. And it would have been nice if his last catch was a diving catch I'm just glad into he didn't the end hurt zone. Himself on that catch, because well, there's that too. So here's so here's yeah. the rumor I'm hearing. I am hearing, and this is this is uh, something I heard on SiriusXM Fantasy Radio today. There are analysts convinced that the Patriots are about to make a play for Kyle Rudolph. They want to trade him as a stopgap solution. Because there's somebody they think they can draft next year that's going to be fantastic. Okay, so here's my question to you then. Who's older, Gronk or Kyle Rudolph? An actual physical age or age. a mileage age? No, because in age. mileage age, mile, uh, Kyle Gronk Rudolph's is 106. Older. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gronk's had back surgeries and knee surgery, elbow surgery. So that should be telling to you. that I'm saying that Kyle Rudolph is older okay. physically. Well, the answer to the question is they're both the same age. Yeah. So if Gronk is retiring as an early 29, Rudolph's birthday is November. He's going to turn 30. Mm -hmm. I just had that, you know, ready to go, how old he was. (laughs) 
Is it, you, you're His right birthday is in November. He turns 30. How do you know that off the top of your head? I researched this a little <laughs> he bit. He drinks and he knows things, folks. That's it. I don't want him. You don't, he, you he, take would, him. he would be the best tight end on the team. Yes. That being said, he's not going to stay healthy. I don't want to start to rely on someone who you you know he's not going to be there all the time. Because then you rely on them, and at the worst time is when they get hurt, when you need them the most. So as the Patriot expert, who's the next man up? Let's presume they don't make a move. Who's the they next on the chart? Austin Safarian Jenkins. Oh, God. Well, he's the guy <laughs> they just signed for veteran minimum. So that's what I'm saying overpaid. is they can, <laughs> they can cut him at any time. Yeah. But then again, players do come to New England and get better. So they have him. They have a guy, Lacoste. That he was Ooh, the guy that they him. signed. Good name. They signed him from Denver. Denver had him, and I think he was just kind of a blocking guy in Denver. But after the season ended, they signed him. So those are the two. And then they also have uh, his name's escaping me. They drafted a guy last year in like the fifth round. He was on IR and missed the season. So they have that guy. They just traded their most recent backup Hollister to Seattle. So I'm just thinking selfishly, it looks like instead of replacing Gronk, they're just going to say, never mind the tight end. We're going to run it. We'll pass it to our slot receivers. Do the Patriots still need receiving help though? Always. Yeah. yeah, That's never been their strong point, so to speak. And that's another I, I don't want to talk about Patriot stuff the whole time. No. I, I always think that's another thing in Brady's favor. Who's he have that's a Hall of Fame receiver? Brady he had, Moss. He had Moss for two seasons. Julian Edelman. All right, great. Chad Ochocinco. I, I'm grateful that you think Edelman's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> My only point is that he doesn't have Reggie Wayne like Manning has or had. Well, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's yeah even yeah. even more I, depth than you're I'm giving just them saying, credit. You're not talking I'm about. Your point. You're not talking about. Uh, boy, Dion Branch getting in the Hall of Fame or Troy Brown getting in the Deion Hall of Branch. Fame. I try not to. So I have a solution. So I just because I don't know him, I just searched the name Matt Lacoste because I I just wanted to make sure. First off, that's a great name. He sounds like a pirate, which means I love him. <laughs> you know, I, I love this guy's name. But when I searched Patriot tight end, for some reason... He's not there? No, no, he's there. Okay. Another name that came up on the list was Algie Crumpler. <laughs> wow. Can we find Algie Crumpler? He's got to be 45 right now. No, no. He was a rookie. Or he was a last-year player when Gronk was a rookie. So I think that was 10 seasons ago. Yes. Oh, no, maybe even wow. more. I think, I think Gronk played 11 seasons. He crumpled a lot. So he would be... Yeah, 46, 47. He's got to be our age, yeah. I'm going to look that up. That's terrible to be our age. Siri, God, yes. how old is Algie Crumpler? All right, so, all right, so but six. yes, I, you know, I, here's the thing I'll say about it. I, I understand not wanting Kyle Rudolph. The One of the other things you talked about, the Patriots using their tight end well. Another thing they've always done well, too, is next man up planning. They've always, when they've had to, when they grab somebody off the bench, somebody's hurt, there's a change, they find a way to make it work. If Matt Lacoste is the future of the Patriot tight end position, and maybe they do shift to a blocking type of formation with them, there's a plan there. I have no – it's a plan where they cheat, which is, you know, why you and I disagree on it so much. I have to toss that in there because I don't want to sound like I'm kissing Cinch's ass here. Um, um, 
but no, they're gonna they're gonna have a plan. I I I think if they don't sign Kyle Rudolph or they don't make a trade for Kyle Rudolph, it means somebody on their roster now they've got a plan for. And I think it's gonna be this Matt Lacoste kid. Uh, quick, really quick. Uh, yeah. He was born December twenty third, nineteen seventy seven. So he is forty one. He's two years younger than I am. Hey, Craig. I just gave myself. Your burning hot take question should be about Tyree Kill beating the hell out of his son. <laughs> wow. That was mine, but that's beside the point. <laughs> oh, the Patriots cheat. They let the air out of a football. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Suspend him. Oh, my God. Get, grab his phone. Grab his phone. I, I said six nice things about the Patriots. You should be terrified of me, bitch. Wow. Take it out of context. What's the next line in that transcript? This is why you It could have been, honey, would you like man. some eggs and bacon? Uh, it doesn't matter. No, it, it's still not test. a good thing. But what's the next line? That's why you can't keep a man. He was pointing out that she is toxic in relationships. It's a historical fact. He punched his pregnant girlfriend, which was her. Not on that day. We're talking about that day in and the that stomach. Recording. And she stuck around. So that makes it okay to beat the hell out of the no, kid. No, it doesn't make any of this okay. But that's been my point throughout all of this. All right, so now my burning hot this take This is going to be a long episode. So my burning hot take question is, hey, Britt, what the hell is up with Tyree Kill? Let me tell you. <laughs> I got a couple of things on this. Number one, this tape is not a burning smoking gun. It's not. He doesn't admit to doing anything but wrong. But wait, but wait. If it's not, then why did they reopen the investigation a day after they closed the because investigation? Because why did the tape come out a day after the investigation? Why did the woman who's a victim in this withhold evidence from the DA until she didn't get what she wanted? Why is there a woman who's supposedly a domestic violence victim? And again, I have worked my entire career with domestic violence victims. This is not a new area to me. I have never known a domestic violence victim who has ever sat there and said, I have the presence of mind to challenge my accuser, tape it, and then withhold it until I don't get him prosecuted. I've never seen that. When they have evidence, when they have a way out, they take it. It is very rare. In my opinion, this woman is as culpable as Tyreek Hill is in the issue. And that's my problem. Everyone's treating us like a smoking gun. When she says, why did he say he hit you? He did not. He, he, why does he say you hit him? Sorry. He denies it. He sits there and goes, he says a lot of things. He says, daddy does a lot of things. I didn't do it. He is straightforward on it. If she is the altruistic mother of a person who wants to protect her son, why is she withholding evidence until the day after the DA comes out? And what? Not yet. Since she got his hand in the air. Not yet. I'm not done. And this isn't even my rant for the episode. I got a whole other oh, rant for you. Toll topic. Yes. And why does she withhold evidence? If she is that much of an advocate for her son, why is she staying in that situation? This is not a typical. And this is what I'm saying. I am not saying what anything is happening in the Tyreek Hill situation is okay. What I am saying is this is not okay beyond Tyreek Hill. This is not only a Tyreek Hill situation. This is a situation involving the mother, and they both need to be held accountable, and they need to get that kid the hell away from both of them. They, they already took the kid away. Good. When Good. Like, they should. Yeah, the day the that all came out. She is not altruistic in this. It does not excuse him. It does not say, okay, you're Hitler, but that guy's Satan, so you're okay being Hitler. That is not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is they are both in very, very bad straits, and no one is taking the best interest of this kid in heart, and that's where I think about it. This is all I was going to say. Well, you open the door. You open Pandora's box. I agree. I agree with everything you said. But that's besides the point. You're not wrong. It's besides the point. We're talking about the NFL. 
Yes. What are they waiting for? Nothing. They never have. And the this NFL, goes to your point. The NFL did nothing. Kansas City did something. Right. NFL did nothing. They're supposedly going to put him on the exempt list. He should never play a game again in the NFL. At the absolute least until this is clarified. Because I still believe until innocent, until proven guilty. But we all know that's not the way the NFL works. We've learned that through Deflategate. We've learned that through Adrian Peterson. The NFL acts first. The NFL is going to put him on the exempt list. They're going to slap a suspension on him and then let the legal take its course. If he comes about guilty in this, or they do prosecute him for this, and they find him guilty of a crime, I agree, he should never play again. But I'm not, everyone's like this tape, oh my God, this tape told us everything. This tape told us nothing other than she is secretly recording him when she is trying to provoke him into saying into self-incrimination. You, you look thirsty. <laughs> it's my damn burning hot take question. Damn it. So Craig, the, Craig your, your question. Craig, do you have so anything? I, I do, but you. I have a quick question, though. Craig, you just got here. Next topic. So Adrian Peterson got suspended for, what, a season? He came uh, back? Uh, he played and a couple it? games that year to start it, so it's more like 10 games, maybe 15, maybe 12? But, yes, it was basically it, it, was, it was like the second half of the season and then maybe the beginning of the next season. I don't remember. I got to look it up. Keep talking, Craig. Um, so, but Adrian Peterson, Peterson came back for not – for, you know, I – Hitting his son with, I don't know if it was a switch or a belt or something. Yeah, switch. Well, so we'll say it was a it's switch. It's a little stick. Come it on. Is a stick. Don't be a baby. So so then where does this, like, does that set a precedent for what Hill may or may not have done? See, the problem is every new thing that we hear about seems to be so much worse, worse than, the, than previous. the previous one. Ray Rice hit his fiance. It's terrible. It's horrible. But it's different than hitting your kid. Right. And that's even worse. And then, you know, hitting the kid with a stick, no one's saying that's okay. But then the next thing is he broke his a arm. guy breaking the kid's arm. So I do you think know. there should be, like, it, it's so like, tough. How do you this, have also, a, this also involves a player's union, too. Because let's say Hill does get suspended for a year. They're going to, like, they're going to argue it. They they have to. They'll file a grievance, and that's what unions do. And, and that's fine. That's part of the process. Right. So, Britt is looking something up. But I it, it's what he's just up. the whole situation. It's terrible. It's yes. rotten. You shouldn't hit your kids just you, because I – you shouldn't hit your kids. Yeah. He played one game in 2014, so he basically, basically you know was my kids? 15 game suspension. You shouldn't hit your kids. Yes. And, that, and, well, and that's yeah, the you, problem. You do know my my, kids. <laughs> my issue. My issue with this is not – and let me be clear about this before the hate mail flows. My issue is not – that Tyree kills being mistreated. My issue is that we have an individual who is claiming to be the victim in this, who recorded him secretly in an effort to self-incriminate and withheld the evidence until the day after the DA said there is not enough to prosecute. That is a suspicious move. People who are altruistic and trying to do the best thing for their families do not withhold evidence but Brett, why would you withhold I, that evidence I ask think, yourself that question but i think you're arguing the wrong side of it that your argument is more court of law we're kind of talking nfl right i it's that's why I oh said, the nfl I thing to me is a given i don't disagree with what it's a you're given. saying it's a given he's gonna be suspended they, they took the kid away yeah the chiefs were getting ready like any team would right the chiefs were getting ready to give him a huge contract they gave um thank god they didn't who was that? Uh, the the receiver that they signed that was with 
Buffalo and then Joe Horn. No, no, he was with Buffalo. Then he was with the Rams for a year, and then Kansas City signed him before last season. Oh, they gave him sixteen million. Who's that guy? Yeah, you know what? So many draft picks, I lost yeah. all the current NFL players. I know exactly who you're talking about. He but was a they, leading they receiver him, in Buffalo. And they they gave him LA. sixteen million for yep. last season. Yeah. Well, how much do you think they were going to give Hill? And Twice then that. keeping it keeping it football related. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was their first pick or their second pick. They drafted a wide receiver yep. who I've read very good things about. And who's is a similar exactly the same kind yeah, of player. Similar returner, short, dim, yep. you know, that kind of receiver. Yep. So that was a message. There's no question they drafted him because that was a message. My issue all right, so the NFL suspension to me has always been a given. That's gonna happen. But if, but okay, so does he play this season? No. You think he's out for the whole season? I think I think he's gonna be one way or another. Yes. Okay. My issue is this, and my issue is more about long-term. And maybe that's where I come at it differently, being in human services, because I look at the long-term and trying to get people right again. This is bad on the family unit end, because I don't think, I think she has been actively trying to bring him down, and I'll stop short of calling it blackmail, but it feels like blackmail. The only reason you withhold evidence in a criminal investigation when you've got the goods on somebody or you think you have the goods on somebody is because you want something from them. That's it. There's no other reason for her to sit on this tape. If her sole reason was, I need Tyreek Hill to be held accountable for being an abusive individual, she would have turned this tape over immediately. So he can be a complete asshole and be a terrible person Sid just made a face. We are an explicit podcast, by the way. If you're letting we your are. kids worry, to this, listen to this. Eyes. Listen to me. If you are letting your kids listen to this, you're as bad a parent as Tyreek Hill. Wow. That's probably not true. But my point is. <laughs> Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. <laughs> Deb is not a bad parent. And now I'm going to an email from Deb saying, are you saying I'm a bad parent? <laughs> because you just put her in the same time slot as Tyreek Hill's conversation. De- Deb, why aren't you here? I'm here. Why, why does a here? person who beats his kids make you think of me? <laughs> Craig's laughing because he knows it's true. I am so dead. And I'm going to see her. Oh, God, I'm going to see her tomorrow night. She's going to hear this episode on her way home from work. She's going to walk into the bar and just punch me. Oh, man. My issue is that Tyreek Hill is probably guilty for this, even if he's not. If he were somehow, somehow being the key word, completely innocent of what they're accusing him of, which I don't think he is, he's now being railroaded by a person who is not being held accountable. I'm all about accountability. Tyreek Hill should not play in the league until this is resolved. And if it turns out that he is an abuser and a domestic violence perpetrator, which it likely is, I'd say about 80%, maybe more at this point, he should never play again. But there's got to be some accountability on the individual who has A, allowed this to happen to their son, and B, has worked behind the scenes to gather evidence without the altruistic kind of, I need to protect my family part. That's it. This woman's getting a complete pass, and I don't think it's fair. I don't think she's getting a complete pass. I just think we don't know the details about it because she's not an NFL player. But anyway, not to sound calloused, I don't care. I don't care about her. Oh, see, I I just take a different point to it. The problem is, okay, they took the kid out of the house. That's great. He'll be better off wherever he is. I hope so. If Tyreek Hill didn't do it, then she did it, right? I mean, that's 
Then she was we're trying not, to set him up. We're not saying we're not saying it was a stranger that broke the kid's arm. It was either him or her. He's a little kid. Kids hurt themselves all the time. It's possible. It's like I said to you guys the other day. The worst part is the kid can never outrun his father. Yeah. <laughs> Tyree Kell's nope. gonna catch him. Yeah. Wow. We need to move on because we could we do, do a whole podcast about this one subject. And you guys triggered me. I am so it, that triggered. Was a whole tri- they Craig triggered each Craig, other. Craig, ask a damn question. Um, so mine's about the draft. No, I told you that was forbidden. You cannot yeah, ask but, Burning Hot Take questions about the draft because we're going to talk about the draft after Burning Hot Take questions. No. It's the only production note I gave you. That's true. But I'm so excited about these names. Ask ask something else, and then we're going to get uh, to your names right away. Damn it. And we can't open another beer, and Cinch and I are oh. both done with our beer because I was so that angry. I was sad. drowning in it. He was, actually. Ask ask all something right. else. Well, here, all right, here, since you... How do you how do you feel oh, about God, why spoilers? Is, why is he? Because I asked that because in Hong Kong, yeah, I heard the story. There's a in great Hong story. Kong, I did. I do not know this. Someone was waiting. People were waiting in line to see Endgame, right? And someone told them came coming out told them the end of the movie, and they attacked him. The, the guy was shouting. Oh, that's, he that's was shouting justice. out the spoiler. He was standing there. He wasn't like walking by. Now, it was like now, standing there like shouting out what came out of the uh, Empire. Remember that but, Simpsons episode? And they beat yes. the hell out of him. <laughs> let me let me be straightforward here. I have yet to see Endgame, so I have no idea. But basically what you're saying is the guy walked out and said, can you believe the following six characters are all dead? Right. I've seen it. I know who lives. <laughs> I know who dies. Cinch is God. I am the Night King. <laughs> Cinch is the God of the MCU. Yeah, wait a minute. Okay, so you were going to ask a question. First off, let's get to the bigger issue here. Right. You were going to ask a question about the draft with... Game of Thrones, Battle of Winterfell, and this hanging over us. Yes. This is a great question. I just want to say thank you. I'm glad you brought that up. Do you remember when we went to see Rogue One? Yeah. Was it Rogue One or no. was it Episode Seven? Seven it wasn't Rogue One. So all right. So since doesn't know the story, and our listeners don't know the story, Craig and I booked the first. Yeah, no, it's coming. He's not allowed to touch the cooler. <laughs> Cinch is waving an empty it's can. It's not my cooler. It's not your cooler. No, I want right. you to drink. Oh, no, it's... it's, it's oh, okay. okay. All right. Tell me the story. story I'm gonna go it. It. All right. So Craig and I went to see episode seven on Friday morning, the day it released. It, there were Thursday night, late nights, blah, blah, blah. We went to the first showing in Trumbull. Yep. Yeah, we went to the very first showing. 9 a.m., 9.30, something like that. 10. We walk out at 11 o'clock. There is a queue for the next showing. They had people checked in already and were waiting in a line to get into our theater. Some guy was hastily cleaning our theater. And I just looked at Craig and we just had one of those moments where you didn't have to exchange words. This was going to happen. And I said as loudly as I could without yelling, holy crap, can you believe they resurrected Darth Vader? (laughs) And Craig went, and when he rode that beast in and just started slicing people in half, holy crap! Okay, the only problem with that is that would have made it a better movie. <laughs> it would have. It would have. And like four or five people went, turned and went, what? Huh? Most people just ignored us like, oh, those guys are just being jerks. But four people just turned and went, did you just hear that? Darth Vader's back in this movie? That's because they wanted it to happen. They really did. They, did. they really, they really did. Darth it's Vader's hard. It's... Re- real quick, before we're done with the yeah. Star Wars. Kylo Ren is just not a good enough bad guy. He's a bad oh, guy. He I sucks. Uh, I, I he, wish he you were sucks. wrong. He sucks. I hate him. I wish I'll you were wrong. There, there's only one Darth Vader. Darth Vader was like, there's no way we could beat this guy. Are we spoiled? He's the best. We're spoiled. Are we spoiled? We, 
our our age group is spoiled. Is this like when MJ retired and everyone was like, "Don't worry about it. We still have Scottie Pippen." Is that what this is like? Maybe. Is Scottie Pippen Kylo Ren? And there's your title. <laughs> That's it. Write that down. I'll there it is. It's Scottie Pippen. Kylo Cal- Ren does kind of have a big nose. And, but he is a. You're right. He's just a subpar villain. I, I'm happy you think so too, because it's like, yeah, he. Uh, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen episode seven or eight. No, 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 no. All right, there's a year expiration date on spoilers. All right, so he, yeah. so he kills Han Solo, his father. Okay, yeah. great. I hate him. Everybody loved Han Solo. I hate him. But it's like, you know what? I mean, eh. Please tell me you've seen the bad lip reading of episode seven. Yes. Okay, good. Good. Because that, 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 that's, that's mandatory <laughs> they, watching. That, that really it, should be mandatory. In, the bad lip Kylo's, reading, you can't Kylo's get enough defi- of that. There you go. In Kylo's defense, um, Harrison Ford did want to kill Han Solo like in Empire Strikes Back. Yes, he did. Yeah, but, so, you know, he, he crashes planes left and right. He's There's not... that, too. But he, he was how, how many times has Harrison Ford been concussed? He was in a... Title number two. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Pippen is Kylo Ren and Harrison Ford is concussed. Details inside. All right, so we're about to open King Sue. Ooh, I like this one. Which wow. I got I to okay. laugh. I'm just looking at it. I got to tell you right now, yeah. I, I looked at this in the cooler at Total Wines, <laughs> and I started to laugh just because Craig once dated a woman named Sue, and all I could do was hear uh, her name in my head. Yeah. So this one is Redeside a lusciously there. hazy double IPA, which gains its bold flavors of mango, orange, and pineapple from the use of the delicious Citra Hop. All hail the king. Okay. Open her up, boys. Remember my ex-wife's name? Bush. Was also Sue. Yeah. That's right. You know that song, Keep Away from a Runaround Sue? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I should have listened to that. Yeah. Am I the only person in this room who hasn't had anything to do with a woman named Sue? Uh. Yes. What about a boy named Sue? Great. You had something to do with a boy named Sue? <laughs> we need to talk about the track. Right, moving on. <laughs> we need to talk about the track. Brit, what do you think of the beer? I haven't tried it yet. Taste oh. it. He's smelling. No, that, that's a lie. Okay, so these come in four packs and 16-ounce cans. I bought them on Sunday, and I tried one of each. So I, I've had this already. Cinch looks thoughtful on this one. Yeah, really I, I read the it. can first. All right. And I'm trying to taste what the can promised. Yeah. And I don't. You don't get any you citrus? Get it, you, no, I get citrus. You usually get it on the second or third sip, especially if you've had I get the orange this. up front. I get an IPA. It tastes to me up front. It tastes like an IPA with orange. And then as the orange fades, the pineapple kind of hits the back end. It's not very hoppy. I got the orange. Yeah. Never never got the pineapple. Four and yeah, a half on untapped. Like, it's like drinking juice. That's what my wife said. Literally, I poured her a small bit of this because she wanted to try them. No hop Like I said, all. I had one of these already. <clears throat> um, and she was like, it tastes like orange juice. And I was <laughs> like, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the draft really quick. Craig, who who challenged us on the names? Craig challenged us to find names we thought were interesting in the draft. Now, let me preface this by saying we're we're not mocking anyone's name. No. This is all from the Key and Peel thing about draft picks. Oh, my God. Since you've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because it all There's started, two of them. With, it all started yes. with the Brickishaw Ferguson while he was oh, playing sh- Madden. And yes. he was amazed that there was a guy named Brickishaw. <laughs> so they made a whole skit about just – you know, unique names in the draft. So that's where this is coming from. We're one not them, mocking anyone's one name. One of them's first name is Hashtag at some point, yes. if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes. And, of course, the best one is the guy who just walks up and goes, Fudge. And doesn't even <laughs> say what school he's from, just 
So Fudge. I I picked a couple. Like now, let me just say my first name. Yeah. That I think wins. Yeah. Is Rock Yasin. Okay, so there's a story behind this. I'm watching the draft and Rock Yasin gets selected. I may have to buy his jersey. I looked at my wife and I said, a guy just got drafted whose legal name yes. is Rock Yasin. And she was like, that's really weird. I was like, we're going to have to talk about that on the podcast. As we're having this conversation, my phone lights up. It's Craig going, Rock Yasin just got drafted. <laughs> By the Colts, I think. So yes. a jersey, a jersey that says Yasin. Ya yes. Ya dash sin. Yes, I think I need this jersey. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, I have one or two too that came up. One of them was a, a was a Bengal. All right. I, I did not research. Fair. Sorry. I saw the text. I looked at the TV. Someone drafted a Christmas. Yes. Yes. Last Guys, name Christmas. Yeah, I think his first name was Christmas. Christmas, Christmas. That's that's insane. Um, Hold on, I'm looking it up. All right, Britt's looking up his name. I have a, I, I his first name was Father. <clears throat> All right, so the one I have, I, yeah. oh no, you're right, Demarcus Christmas. <laughs> there you go, Demarcus Christmas. Father no, the Christmas one I have that was drafted nothing. by the oh, Bengals three. is yep. Drew Sample. Nice. He's a tight end, right? Um, uh, sure. He's a tight end. <laughs> He's, but here's the thing: if this guy ends up in phlebotomy and his name is Drew Sample. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could not. I, I just couldn't do it. I oh, couldn't do man. it. All right. So here's some names I found. You ready? Yeah. What do you got? Give N me one because I have a couple. N. Keel Harry. N. Posh hey, 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 hey. That's my first round pick right there. Harry. It's a good name. He, he's supposed hey. to be a good wide receiver. Joe Juan Williams. Hey, that's another Patriot. Come on. What are we doing here? Uh, <laughs> next up is Debo... Samuel. Okay, Debo. Debo, which is a reference to Friday. Yes. Wasn't Debo the nickname of, the, of uh, what's his name, Chris Tucker's character? I I think it was Chris Tucker. I think so. No, or was, or was um, that the bad guy was Debo? Next next on the list is Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> well, if your last name's Redwine, there's nowhere you can go with it that's going to be good. Joe uh, Redwine still sounds bad. You going to let any of us uh, drop in here, or are you just going to just keep rolling along? Just keep rolling along, I guess. Go on. And the, there's another one. His name's Chandler. Well, that's all right. Just then. Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> no last name. No. Here's the one I. The other one I have. Yep. That was. Could really... that be any stranger? And no one has talked about Hollywood Brown yet. No. No one has brought up that Antonio Brown was cousin. It's his cousin. <clears throat> it's his cousin. It's Hollywood Brown, but Marquis is his first name. Oh, Marquis. Oh, that's Marquise Brown. Yeah. Okay. I mean, isn't that a good enough first name? Yes. Yeah. He's the Marquise. Here's the best. Here's the one I had because this right. one sounded like a closet superhero. Yeah, Justice Hill. Nice. And he didn't get drafted by the Washington Redskins, Aww. which would have been hysterical. But he did get drafted by Baltimore. He's a Baltimore Raven running back, and his name is Justice Hill. So by day he's going to be scoring touchdowns. By <laughs> night he is establishing justice. <laughs> I'm telling you, he sounds like a freaking vigilante to me. Uh, there's also Raquel Armstead, Voshan Joseph, V-O-S-E-A-N, Joseph, wow. and uh, Chuma Ed... He's choking, Brit. Save Ed him. E-D-O-G-A. <laughs> okay, new rule. If you can't pronounce their name <laughs> yeah, after wait, researching one, it, One more time, because <laughs> even the first name I didn't get. What Chuma. was it? 
C H U M A. It's not a Tuma. It sounds it sounds like a Wookie. <laughs> Chuma, go open that door. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting names in the NFL. Again, yeah, this all started because of DeBrickishaw. This all started because you told me to research it. Honestly, I Br- Britt, do you have names? I gave you the other? two I had. Okay. All right. I I want to change the subject and move on a little. Please. Sure. So Josh Rosen. Yeah. Who, who who I have supported more than you two because he has. I I think he's gotten a raw deal. I don't he's think a he's dolphin. had a fair. I don't think he's had a fair chance in the league yet. I think becoming so, a dolphin is a fair chance. That's his- he, so he gets <laughs> traded to the Dolphins. Right. Their starter was Fitzmagic. Yeah, so so you've got no no you got to figure Rosen is the starter. No. So I don't know. I think follow follow this. All right. Rosen is the starter. Yeah. Okay. And he's not going to be good. Miami's in rebuild mode. They're not since 1988. But I mean, they're not competing. I think even a Dolphin fan would tell you they want to rebuild. We know one. We got to call him. So Flavio. If the (laughs) if the Dolphins are rebuilding if the Dolphins are not good if the Dolphins have between three and six wins next year Mm -hmm. that lands them somewhere in the area of drafting a quarterback in the first round so if they have the first second third fourth pick there's three really good quarterbacks is it possible that Rosen gets Rosen will again. get traded again after next season because yes. they will draft a, a quarterback. And let me predict this right now. This is the one prediction I'll make that I'm sure of in 2019 slash 2020. If that happens, then getting traded because they drafted a better quarterback who may be a year or two younger is going to be called getting Rosened. You know what? <laughs> he fair. was paid $11 million last year. He's due $6 million over the next three seasons. So you're talking about getting a quarterback after this season coming up with the Dolphins. Right. If they were to trade him, you'd be trading for a quarterback that has two years left on his deal for $4 million. That's nothing. So I think there'll always be someone waiting. Look, Fitzgerald, uh, Fitzpatrick is in the league for his... Fitzpatrick is the smartest 15th year. (laughs) He is the smartest I'm on record on this already. I'm on record about this already. He is the modern Bernie Kosar. He doesn't have a ring yet. No, but he has no, but a lot see, of, you're he has so, a lot you're, you're of money. You're so wrong because Kosar was in Cleveland every year except for like one. He no. never won a ring. You keep saying yes, he won he a ring. He never won a ring. Right, Not wait, true. He wait, won with wait. Dallas. He was the backup in Dallas for Troy Aikman in one of the years they won a championship. You're Look wrong. Look it up. I'm Look wrong. it up. Right you're wrong. I will bet you a four-pack of King Sue right now. I will not take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> And chaos. I'm, I'm telling you, you're wrong, though. But you're not confident um, enough to so, bet me a four-pack. I am not, no. He's on the Browns. Yeah. He then went to Dallas. Uh, Kozar played in four games for the Dallas Cowboys and earned his only Super Championship as a backup in Super Bowl 28. Bam. And the only reason I remember that. And that's that, why I don't bet. And, and then he, he was a Dolphin. And the only remember, reason I remember that was because in that game, that game that was a blowout game, if I recall correctly. Which game? The um that that Super Bowl that that, that he was a part of he backed up. Aikman. It was thirty to thirteen. They played the Bills. They played the Bills. He kneeled out the last drive, and somebody made the comment in that broadcast. Bernie Kosar finally made a Super Bowl. <laughs> finally played in a Super Bowl, and his line was be like 
four rushes, negative four yards. But he finally played in the Super Bowl. So, just random facts. Uh, Bernie Co- Bernie Kosar played 12 just, seasons in his career. I just dropped the world's smallest piece of paper. He did. Um, That's your notes on it. <laughs> oh, God. Apart. And now I broke um, <laughs> yeah. What is in this beer? Is there peyote in this yeah. shit? <laughs> He had 1,994 completions. Someone help me up. <laughs> oh, man. I think I'm done. I gotta For go. 23,000 yards and 124 touchdowns with 87 interceptions. You know, that's not he a also, bad ratio. Can we also, talk about that for a second? Yeah. 124 touchdowns to 87 interceptions? Yeah. That's not terrible. <laughs> he also had, was basically 50-50. He also had the NFL record for the most consecutive completed passes without an interception until December 26, 2010, when Tom Brady broke that record. There you go. I guess if that record has to be broke, it's a better Tom Brady record than a Bernie Kosar record. I I guess. But we need to move on. We do. What's next? We need to talk about Mike Francesa. Oh, that's right. We need to talk about Mike Francesa. All right, let me give you a snapshot of what happened. Mike Francesa on Monday Boomer. went on his own show and lambasted, 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 lambasted. Thank you. I'm a beer and a half in, and oh, King Sue is like an eight percent. By the way, is I it? should probably should have warned you all before we started drinking it, but it's like an eight percent. Yeah, whatever. Um, hi Deb. Yeah, hi Deb again. <laughs> hey baby. <laughs> Oh, my God. Are you serious? We linked her with a guy who's domestic violence and a guy who screams in the microphone and gets things wrong. Are you trying to get me killed? I have to see her tomorrow. It's Harry Potter trivia night at Hub and Spoke. We have tickets. She's just going to walk into the line and just flat out punch me in the face. Nice. Okay. Mike Francesa went on his show and lambasted the Giants and Gettleman, their, um, their GM, for drafting, and I can I don't have the kid's name right in front Daniel of me. Daniel Jones. Thank you. No, 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 no. The other kid, the kid who got shot. Oh, yeah, shot. the kid that got shot. In the sixth yeah. round or fifth round? Yes. Sixth round, yeah. Yes. And, you know, basically said this, you, you talk about needing to improve your culture. You trade OBJ because you need to improve your culture, but then you draft a kid who gets shot the day after he gets drafted. This is why the Giants fail. A day later, it comes out that this kid was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That he and the person he was there with had nothing to do and didn't even know the shooter. And the person he was there with got killed. Is dead. Yes. Is dead. So naturally, there's backlash. Boomer and Geo talk about this. And Boomer Esiason in particular is like, this is why you don't jump to conclusions. And Francesa jumps to conclusions. This is terrible. A normal person would have called their publicist or done something rational. Instead... Mike Francesa picked up the phone and called the show. I'd like to point out, too, that Mike Francesa has gone on record before saying he doesn't listen to any of the other shows on the network, but he listens to this own. one. Yes, he only listens to his own. But somehow... Wait, just... wait, wait. He listens to his own Probably, show? Probably. <laughs> That's wrong. We're jumping he... <laughs> But somehow, he just happened to be listening to Bo- uh, Boomer and Geo that day and was upset. He basically spent his entire segment, because they prioritized him on the air, screaming about how this wasn't his fault. That afternoon, a caller says to him, are you not going to address the fact that you were wrong about this and that Boomer and Geo had to set you straight? 
And he basically said, no, they lied about me. This has nothing to do with me being right or wrong. I was not wrong about this. And Boomer and Geo completely misrepresented it. In summation, Mike Francesa goes on the air, says this kid's a punk. The Giants fail because of this and has bad information. He gets called out for the bad information. And instead of apologizing and saying, yeah, you know what? I may have judged this kid wrongly doubles down on it on their show, triples down on his own show, and screams about it. More than I scream about Tyreek Hill. My question to you gentlemen, can we please shoot Mike Francesa out of a cannon into the sun? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> wow, that was very succinct. Wow, and, was. And there's no follow-up. I can't follow no, up. No, he just can't. He doesn't know. If you listen to Francesa often, that's his answer for certain things okay I, there you go See, I, don't I don't listen to know. francesa i don't know and that's and you know what from what i've experienced and i don't listen to francesa often but that's when you pin him on something when he sits there and goes eli manning has the best completion rate of all time of any oh Giants my god quarterback. If, if, if oh my god so so then somebody <laughs> he, comes he, on he must he must share a bed with eli manning the way he wow. talks about him so 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 let's just say it's it's like 81.9 percent and somebody comes on and goes actually eli's percentage is like 61 percent, and it's like eighth best in giants history that's when he goes well i don't know i don't know i just i look at the stats and i see that he's, he's going right he's, i don't know i don't know. he didn't even do that in this case he doubled and tripled down and blamed boomer and geo for calling him out are we living that deeply in Trump world that no facts matter Brit, anymore? Brett, Brett, I don't know. <laughs> Craig, what do you know? Craig, do you? I don't know either. <laughs> but yeah, I think he just didn't he retire and, and then unretire. He also said when he re- he also said in the years leading up to his retirement that he would never open a Twitter account, and then when he unretired, he promptly opened a Twitter account. Yeah, I think. <sighs> I think he is upset that someone of, you know, people of higher stature, someone like, who used to work with him talks a little bit like this. Yep. Called them out. And that made him very upset. And em- <laughs> he sounded nothing like and that. Embarrassed he sounds something like that, but a much higher voice. <laughs> He's got a much higher voice. He talks much faster and he gets really excited. And, and let me tell you something. Wow. Has a better show on serious. Poor Craig's, poor Craig's ears. Craig's got the headphones on. She's <laughs> like, holy shit. I'm never going to hear again. <laughs> and yes. And that's the problem. That's the problem. All right, can, all right. I don't care. Let's get let's sued. move on. Let's get sued. Let's move on. Mike and the Mad Dog was an amazing show. It, it, it twenty years show. ago. Twenty years ago, it was the first real radio show where it was point versus point. They brought Mike Piazza to the Mets. Without them, it would not have happened. Really? Yeah. You don't know that story? No. Well, I'll tell the story. The two owners of the Mets were Wilpon and Doubleday. Yep. Okay. Wilpon. Also known as Coupon, who doesn't want to spend any money. All right. That's fair. Doubleday heard the Mike and the Mad Dog program talking about how this would be a perfect fit for the Mets. They got to bring them here. It's Where's insane. Piazza first? So they had, they had Steve Phillips, the GM of the Mets, on, and he said the, te- the team doesn't Phillips. have any interest in pursuing him and, and blah, 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 and gave and let's, the, let's gave the talk. Let's take a quick step back. Before that, the Wilpon and Doubleday were both – avid listeners to the to the fan they, they wouldn't admit admitted. it but yes yes they, they they knew they were listeners okay so double day upon hearing this called the meeting with the other owners is is another Saul Katz is like a minority owner so he yep. called the the meeting with the owners 
And he said, look, we got to get this guy. It makes perfect sense. And they were like, eh, it's going to cost money. And he's like, I don't care. So it cost money. They made the trade. They got Piazza. And this all came out. And then shortly after that, the coupons bought out coupon. Doubleday. So yeah. Doubleday is no longer the owner. Okay. So long story short, Mike oh, and the Mad Dog brought Piazza to New York. And that was, as far as I'm concerned, That's the height of their popularity. And what year was that? That was like 90. <sighs> the years all run together. <laughs> How long was Piazza a Met? A long time. I. He's in the Hall of Fame as, as a, a Met. Met. As a Met. They went to the World Series in 2000. They did. As a Met. They did. I remember that that series. I wonder why. So let's move on. Let's <laughs> Actually, move, let, well, the reason the reason why I remember that series is because the Yankees and you know Subway Series, NFL Yan- Draft. Yankees and the Mets played the first game. We all went to Brits. Was that home or away? Was that New York or it was New York? York. Okay, it, it was, was in New York. York. Okay, yes. we all we all went to Brits. We ordered food. It was great. And then all of a sudden, the game went into the 10th inning. And then it went into the 11th inning. And then all of a sudden, it was 2.30 in the morning, and it was the 15th inning. And no one watching the game cared who won at that point. <laughs> they just wanted the game to end. <laughs> See, the problem with that, speaking as a Met fan, right. and we need to move on. We do. Speaking as a Met fan, the Mets were not anywhere near as good as the Yankees were. The Mets had guys... Like Todd Zeal playing first, who hit like 240 that year. Ventura playing third, who hit like 240 that year. The outfield was like Benny Agbayani and Timo Perez. And no one who cares about fantasy football cares about this. (laughs) So we should move on. We should. We should. Because the Mets lost and I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) So let's move on. I, I heard something funny. All right. Trying to read... And listen to as much as I can post-draft. Okay. I just liked it when I heard guys say, I mocked him in the first round. Because to me, if you mocked Daniel Jones to the Giants in the first round, you were doing it out of spite, out of anger, (laughs) out of hatred to the Giants. Because Daniel Jones deserves to be in the first round about as much as, now, well, Britt deserves to be in the first round. Britt does not deserve to be in first I'm coming! Britt got another beer out of the Britt, fridge. Britt went and got a, a rainbow-colored beer. I know what you're talking about. Tell us about it, Britt. No, I want to talk about Daniel Jones, though. I'm back! Okay. Okay. back. So Daniel Jones was drafted by the Giants number six. Yeah, that's the other thing we need to talk about. Are we done ranting but, about Francesa? Yeah, we've okay. moved on. We've moved on. All right, good. So Daniel Jones. I hate Mike Francesa at the end. Daniel Jones, number yeah. six to the Giants. Yeah, yeah, but two I, other teams. I've were heard gonna, two other teams were going to draft him. I've heard including the Patriots right after. Yeah, yeah. The Patriots were no. drafting Daniel Jones. I, I've heard it described as this is terrible. This is a disaster. So yes. here, here's what I would say: Are you a better team if you're a Giant fan? Are you a better team with Josh Allen, and then Daniel Jones at seventeen? Because if Haskins is there and Jones is there, no Red, one's taking the Red, Jones the over Redskins Haskins. have already said they wanted Haskins. Haskins. No, you're absolutely right. The, the Giants, and okay, let's play it to Gettleman's way of thinking. Which is Let, insane. I'm sorry. Let's say they draft Josh Allen. Yeah. 
And then at 17, someone already took Haskins. Someone already took uh, Daniel uh, Davy Jones. Lock. Davy Jones. So let's say they're both gone. Are going to play your dance? All right. Any way you want to look at it, if you're the most diehard Giant fan, you are not competing this season. Mm-hmm. You are going to be a bad team. You okay. are a five-win team. So that means that with this guy, Eli can't. Eli's done. Eli canceled his weekly appearance with Francesa because he knows he won't be there for the whole season. And well, he here's the other thing. This is the part I didn't get to talk about with the the Francesa thing. Really quick, is that Gettleman for the first time in over 15 years, the Giants GM did not appear on WFAN. He's still on on the fan. They did not appear on the fan the Monday after a draft. Or, or their competition ESPN radio. He went right. on Sirius. He went on Sirius. But for the first time in 15 years, both the quarterback of the Giants and the GM of the Giants avoided the fan on that True. day. because Partly because Francesa was a jerk about the whole thing. <laughs> because they know they're yeah. wrong. But Francesa is a jerk, but he wasn't right. wrong about uh, this. But here's Don't get me worked up. If- I can't I can't I can't accept both those things. They can be wrong, but Francesa can still be a jerk and they can be completely separate items to me. I don't think that I don't think that the the Jones draft pick was the reason they didn't appear. It was because Francesa was so I mean, adamant that, about the person who got shot. That could be it, but I think the other thing too is at least with Eli like, he knows his career's ending, and he knows they have to replace him. If I'm him, like, I'm okay accepting that, but I don't want to be asked that every, like, 15 minutes. Agreed. No, but wait, see, but here's the thing. Let's say the Giants don't draft a quarterback, all right? And they say, Eli's our guy. He's got years to go. None of us believe it. Last year they were saying it. None of us believed it. The Giants, if they were smart would want to tank this season and get Tua out of Alabama. He's the best yes, quarterback. He is. There's three guys that I heard, but he's, he's the best be a one. Junior. Is I don't he? He's a senior. He is. He is. He For is. what they need? You know what? He is. I don't know. if Where the hell's the source? No, he is the best quarterback right so, now. Okay. What my point I'll take is, my point is, if the Giants don't draft a quarterback, yeah. and they say Eli's great, he's our guy, no problem, and Eli plays 16 games, and they go four and twelve. Interruption. Even if Eli doesn't play sixteen games, he gets injured, or they have to replace him. The whole point is they want a high draft pick to get Tua. Yes, but now they've put themselves in Josh Rosen territory because let's say Eli plays seven games, and let's say the team is two and five or one and six. At that point, they can't sell to the fans that Eli is going to turn it around. So they've got to put in the rookie, the sixth round. You don't draft a guy sixth overall and say he's going to sit out a year, two years, three years. What the hell is Gettleman saying? So that means they're going to put Jones in. And no rookie quarterback's going to be good. N- none of them. Except Ro- Eli Manning. He wasn't good. I Ro- was there the night he won against Dallas the first ever home win. It's very impressive. I was there. Very impressive. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Roethlisberger in his rookie season – I think took them to the AFC Championship game. Oh uh, yeah, and they lost to the Patriots. But anyway, Pat Mahomes wow. in his first cha- but, first year but, championship and, season, and he lost to the Patriots. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying that even if Daniel Jones were to play, I don't think anyone thinks he's good except Gettleman. 
If you listen yeah. to any experts, they'll tell you they drafted who, when? He would have been there at 17. In the- fact, I think they could have gotten him late in the first round if they traded up like they did to get the defensive back that they get, that they they drafted. Here's- Let, let's move past that for one quick second. Okay. So they drafted Odell Beckham. Uh, they traded Beckham. Yeah. The guy that they drafted to replace him. Yeah. Big, heavy defensive tackle. I'm okay with that. But I'm willing to bet in three years, because Gettleman said in three years, we'll see. In three years, I'm willing to bet that Odell Beckham will have a better career than this defensive tackle that they drafted. I still think the Browns are going to implode. I'm going to make one statement right now. Very unpopular position. At about the 56 or so minute mark in our uh, (laughs) recording. Ready? Damn it! (laughs) Dave Gettleman is a poor man's Omar Minaya. A promise maker who can't deliver. That's you insulting know, he, you to know, Minaya. He used to be a scout. That yes. was his Dave job. Gettleman was a scout? Yeah. No, Omar, Omar Minaya was. Was, was Gettleman, Gettleman was a baseball scout? He was a football scout. Doesn't show. Yeah, he was, seriously. He was one of the top scouts in the NFL for a while. Wow. And this is, as a Met fan, this is what always bothered me. Everyone was like, well, Omar Minaya was a guy who discovered Sammy Sosa. Really? You needed trouble discovering a guy who could crush the ever-living crap out of the ball in a Dominican Republic? We're talking about the Mets again. Let's move on. No, let's not move on. No, we need need to move on. Game one of the Subway Series. Tyreek Hill's fiance is a jerk. Mike Frances is a jerk. Dave Gettleman's a jerk. Tyreek Hill needs to beat the hell out of Gettleman. Moving well, on. Ooh, I, I, yeah, I would approve of that. Yeah, I'm okay. All right, say, did you see that interview with Gettleman and the the G, or the owner or whoever that was next to him after they drafted their first draft pick? Mel Kuyper? It was the most like it was the most boring interview I've ever seen. They're like, yeah, we we drafted him. We're really excited about it. <laughs> um, that's the guy we wanted. You know what I love when they show the draft room and they're popping champagne and they're slapping backs and they're they're shaking hands. Uh, it's like. Yeah, nobody else wanted that guy. Yeah, you know what the real conversation is? Because there's never any sound. So where are you going next? I hear New Orleans He's a coordinator. That's great. I'm going to Tampa. They're the QB here's coach. A for both of you, really quick. Yeah, because we're almost out of time. We are. No. Did, oh. <laughs> no, did John Elway finally get the quarterback he wanted? No. Okay. I was right. No. <laughs> so Locke is not the quarterback of the future? I love Drew Locke. I don't think he's going to do well there. I just don't. You I'm know why? here to see. He, he's not very good. Wow. See, I think he's good. He's got Locke is the guy that has bad mechanics, and when it was brought up to him that, hey, your mechanics are kind of bad, he said, I don't care. I'm not changing. It's gotten me this far. See, now that's what we said about Rosen. And, See? and Blake Bortles. Listen, because we can't go Blake through an Bortles. episode without referencing Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is the greatest quarterback to walk the earth. See, here's the All problem. Right? You know what Dave Gelman should have done? Dave Gelman should have walked in the room and said, I'm going to drop Blake Bortles. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring something up before we're done. Go yeah, for it. We're, Go we're getting near the end. You literally yeah. have so, this tiniest piece of paper. With well, I, I made on notes on the Go tiniest ahead. piece of paper. You know, Go ahead. It's the beginning of the month. We'll cut. And, and we're going to be off one week, right? What week are you away? Um, really two quick, weeks we, from now. Three that, weeks from now. But whatever. Let's say before May the first. end of the month. So anyway. So the week of May 15th, no podcast. All right. Go on, Cinch. So the thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. We've wondered about Todd Gurley. I have. Arthritic knee. Yeah. What does this mean fantasy-wise? They drafted in the third round Daryl Henderson, 
I'm not going to go through his numbers. Daryl. Look up, look up Daryl Henderson's oh college numbers. Where's he, he from? I don't know. Okay. College. <laughs> He's from college. He's from college. He, he averaged. He's he, from the CFP. He averaged over eight yards a carry. Wow. He had ridiculous numbers. Was he injured? No. Oh, well, I was wondering why. How would he be? <laughs> yeah, he played one game, had one rush for nine yards. <laughs> well, Daryl Henderson. I know going with that. Daryl Henderson is the next Alvin Kamara. Get ready. Wow. Wait, wait, wow. Say you, that in you, a sentence. You've got your. So he's he's on the Memphis again. Tigers. Daryl Henderson is the next Alvin Kamara. Save it. Save it. Copy it. One I'm hour you, I'm telling you right Save now. It. I'm telling you right now. If you do fantasy football and you do these dynasty leagues, draft him. He's going to be big. Where where did he go? Memphis. He went to the Rams. The Rams. They're going to try this whole Gurley and him thing, but I think it's going to be Henderson and some guy formerly known as Todd Gurley. So it's going to be one of those situations where Gurley no, is right. the one in the game. He's one through no, five. No, he's slowly he's, starts he's to He's kind of diminutive, which right. means it's a big word for he's a little guy. Right. So he was a junior last year. You ready for some stats? Yes. His sophomore year, 12 games, 130 attempts. He had 11... 11, yeah, 1,154 yards. His average was 8.9. He had wow. nine touchdowns. That's epic. Last season, junior attempts, 214. He had 1,909 yards, averaged 8.9 yards, and he had 22 touchdowns. <laughs> Brit implodes. <laughs> wow. Why did, he dro- why did he drop that low, though? He's because a little guy. And little in the guy. NFL, they say, oh, he's too short. He can't. Maybe he didn't go to a big enough college. Who knows? And this and this draft was so defense-laden. It was all defense. Next year will be next year will so be So defense-laden. The, the other he, fantasy guy I wanted to bring up. Yeah. If you look at Gruden's teams in the past. <laughs> tell us about that beer. What's that one? Let me tell you about this beer. This beer is a competitor. I'm doing my John Gruden voice. It's uh, it's Gruden, it's, not Gruden. It's by it's by Kent Falls. Kent Falls Amazing Brewery. Super sparkles when it's called. It was in Craig's fridge. It's uh six percent and is made in Connecticut there. And you just can't beat IPA. those if you come out in Connecticut imper- now. Now it's an Imperial IPA. And it's only 6%. I, I believe you're pronouncing that wrong. It's pronounced IPA. I'm sorry. IPA is an IPA. Anyway, can we just get back? To, can so we, we wrap Gruden, this up for over an hour. Gruden's team. Yeah. When he's got everything going the way he wants, which yeah. is, you know, circa Once. 1998. One time. So when you're, when you're, when you're ru- running a Gruden offense, you're pounding the ball, you're running, you're running, you're running. Yes. They drafted Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. Alabama. Jacobs out of They're going to give him the Where's ball. The he's going to get it 25 <laughs> carries a game, every game. And who cares what he does because it's the Raiders. He's a grinder. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's a Gruden thing. But I'm just saying, that's another running back that right now you're you're getting into the dynasty draft season. Right. Those are two guys, Henderson <laughs> and Jacobs. What you didn't see, That folks, was a pause, a dramatic pause. It was not. It was you know, six when people are listening to this pocket. and people talk too fast, it sounds like they're talking too fast. So I gave a dramatic That was not a dramatic pause. pause. That was not a Bill Shatner-style pause. It was Cinch pulling the name out of his pocket so he could make sure he got it right. 
<laughs> Which is fair. I did. Wow. I got it right. Listen, nothing you do in this podcast is going to be any worse than the fact that we've already associated Deb with Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I am so getting punched in the face tomorrow. It's not even funny. <laughs> oh, and Craig's going to be there to take a picture of it. I He's going to be across the street. He even, I, I I'll just go it. into the restaurant and take a picture of it. <laughs> Just. Do a video. Don't do a picture. Do a She's video. She's going to walk into this trivia night and just punch me in the face. All right. So really quick. So can we can we get to final thoughts? Sure. Are we good? F- final thoughts. Yeah. Real quick. Who won the draft? You did. Not not that we could say because it takes three, four, five years. Just out of uh, out of our teams. Out of out of our teams. The Bengals. The Chiefs. The Patriots. I feel really I, good about what my team did. It kills me they didn't get a tight end. But otherwise, I feel good about it. If I had to rank the three teams, I would put Chiefs and Patriots on an equal level and the Bengals in the last spot. Personally. They drafted a really good offensive lineman, though. The Bengals. They did, and that's what they really needed. And a guy Um, named Drew Sample. They did. Did Um, they draft a quarterback? They drafted a quarterback. They drafted a linebacker. They drafted a tight end. So I They draft a coach that can actually get them into the playoffs. If the Bengals were smart. They would tank and get a real quarterback next year with the oh, first pick. Dalton is not the solution. Uh, it's time. To Dalton's move on. a free agent after this season, and he's not going to have a lot of offers. I'm going to go on record right now. He's not going to have any offers to be a starter. Sorry, no. He's That's he's he's 2020's Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles this year was totally. <laughs> here's, here's the other thing: a lot of people on you know, social media, whatever, are very upset about the Bengals draft. Here's no, like people. It wasn't don't, a bad wait, draft. People don't look people at the big picture. People paid attention to the Bengals draft. They do. Craig people, did. I did. People don't look at the big picture. Like if you have, and you know, I sent this in a message to all of us. You know who should be the MVP of the Patriots? Their Me. Off, their offensive line. Dante Scarnecchia, the offensive often, line how coach. How often does do, does that's Tom fair. Brady get hit? Barely. Not a lot. Ever. Not a lot. And that's their offensive line. It's because he deflates if the you ball. Have, so. That's true too. Dante Scarnecchia, the offensive line coach, has been with the team something like, and I could be wrong, 38 seasons. That's a He's long been time. in the NFL for like 50 years. At the, he in he the deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's right. been with the Pats so, for 30 plus years? Yes. Wow. He, he was the there when Dick McPherson was the head coach. Wow. There's Way a name. Scott Zolak. Um, he actually saw them lose a Super Bowl. Here's the thing. No matter who your quarterback he, he is. He saw him lose four Super Bowls. Oh, wow. wow. That's okay. Sorry, he was, saw them win so, six Super Bowls. Wow. Yeah. That's so, more Super Bowls than my team's <laughs> even seen. My, and so, that's counting TV. When's the last time the Patriots weren't in the Super Bowl? The year before last? What, 2016? Yeah. They 2017? Won. They lost. They won. When's they won time? in 2019. They lost in 2018 no, 20, to the Eagles. 2018, When's the last time the Mets were lost in the World to the Series? 20, 2000. I can, no, 2015. That doesn't They lost count. to the Royals. That doesn't count. <laughs> and I only remember because on Halloween, my wife dragged me to the city to watch the Halloween parade. We are I saw running out dude. of time. No, no, no. We have time for this story. In 2015, yeah, my wife we, dragged we, me. Craig, I mean, are, we, do we do have because I own the podcast. In 2015, <laughs> my wife dragged me to Halloween on a busted knee. That's right. To so watch you your the Halloween parade in New York City, and while I'm sitting there watching the freak parade, and it's not not about the costumes, it's a freak parade. <laughs> I saw a dude in a Mets jacket with a Mets hat who was staring at his phone, 
And so I very casually his on my name crutches. Was Sean. <laughs> no, his name was not Sean. His he name was taller. Was Mike Piazza. He was taller. <laughs> and so I very subtly started to sidle towards the right as the crowd was moving around a little bit. And I went, What's the score? And he went, You a fan? I'm like, Hell yeah, man. What's the score? And I watched. My wife's like, Look at that costume. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's really great. Like, yes! Yeah, that's strike three. I watched, I watched the game on this dude's cell phone. I was like, I looked at this guy and I was like, I don't even know your name, and you're my new best friend. <laughs> Tell us more about the freak parade. Okay, so the Halloween parade in New York City in the village, very simply put, all you have to do is show up in something you can consider, and I'm doing air quotes here, a costume. A costume. Like a bed sheet. Yes. Some of it's really great. There's an actual dance troupe in New York where the guy who runs it trains them all year long to do the Michael Jackson thriller dance. And they do. They have a guy with an old-fashioned boombox who follows them. And every time the parade stops, he starts the song. And they do the whole Michael Jackson dance around, uh, around thriller. Stuff like that is really great. But some of it is just people put on a mask. One lady, I'm sitting again. I'm talking to this guy who's my new best friend because he's he's with the Mets or with the uh, is the Mets fan like I am. There was a woman in green body paint who was buck naked, and I'm not joking, buck naked, walking down the middle of the street. And I went, "That's a costume." And he looked up from his phone and went, "That's not a costume. That's that lady." And he gave her name. I just can't remember her name. Crazy Mary. Yeah, Crazy Mary. <laughs> uh, let's call her Crazy Mary. That's Crazy Mary. She does this all the time. I'm like, are you kidding? No, no, they just can't arrest her when on its on the Halloween thing. She claims it's a costume. All right, my my question to that though is, DK Metcalf going in the third round of Seattle. <laughs> He's too big. Is, I'm not is, sure is, how we got is, from Crazy Mary to DK Metcalf. In, is but. the neck injury a concern? Is it the fact no, that he's a three? I would love runner? to cover that, but we are out of time because oh. I wasted time talking about Crazy Mary. We'll get to DK Metcalf. Next week. Final thoughts really quick. Since you can weigh in on DK Metcalf. Final thoughts. DK Metcalf is a three-root runner. He's going to be a bust. He's nothing. He is nil. Cryag? I know uh, who died in Avengers. Go wow. ahead, Cryag. Um, yeah, my thing is um, people need to calm down about the draft. You need to look at the big picture. No. Not every, you're not going to draft a star running back every season. Yep. And quarterback. You need an offensive line. If you only have... 1.8 seconds through the ball, no matter who the quarterback is, they, they're they going to suck. You build the team from the inside out. Exactly. Sure. Final thought. Mike Francesca is a jerk. Tyreek Hill should never play for the Chiefs again, but his wife should go to jail. I, I don't know if she compl- – I actually don't know if she, she committed a crime, but I think that she did. And – She married Tyreek Hill. She didn't yet. She's still a fiancé. She took a ring from Tyreek She had Tyree a baby out of wedlock. Yes. She's going to hell. She's a scarlet. Wow. Okay. Rewind. Mike Francis is a good jerk. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is a jerk. His fiance is a scarlet woman. And we are the fig nut. F- uh, oh, God <laughs> damn. Craig, close it out. We are the football fig nuts. <laughs> Craig, Cinch, close we it out. We are the football fig nuts. I'm Cinch. I'm Craig. I'm Brit. And I swear I'm not drunk. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back. Don't forget. Questions. FignutsDFS at gmail.com, at FignutsDFS on Twitter. I swear I am not drunk. We'll see you next week. 
a couple more weeks until season three begins. The production meeting happened last weekend. We will be in full force come July 1, getting ready for the 2019 season. In the meantime, we will see you later. Take care, everybody. We'll be right back.